This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes this down. This one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett does it again from downtown. He is just tearing the Orioles it's apart. Good. It's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he there ties the game. Houston ducks under. Got it. Well, all right, episode 302 of BD4 tonight. What's happening, everybody? I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Welcome to the show, yes, welcome to BD4, episode 302 of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. I hope you're all having a great night or day, whenever it is you are listening to this. Um, as I am recording, it is a Saturday night, just got home, um, actually missed the Nick game tonight, so that's why we're not recapping that game. We're going to skip the Nick recap, and we'll just talk about the next game coming up on Monday. But this episode, um, don't worry, I got you. My buddy Greg from Yankee Crazy Podcast, who has been on the show, I want to say two, maybe three or four, maybe even four times, a couple times before, um, he joined us tonight, uh, this afternoon, earlier, and we had a good discussion about the Yankees and their offseason. You know, there's not much going on, but we did talk about, you know, some of the storylines that have been following the organization this offseason. Um, you know, Correa. We talked about some of the holes they have on their team. We talked about some players who have been regressing and might need some bounce back seasons, like Torres, Sanchez. We talked about LeMayu. Really just, you know, went over the entire roster, what needs to be fixed, tweaked, and whatnot. And um, so it was a good conversation for about 40 minutes. And so that's what this episode is going to be. Uh, we're going to jump right into it. You know, no need to waste any more time. Um, but a couple things, okay? Um, if you have not yet subscribed to BD4, be sure to do that right now. You know, you can subscribe to this podcast on many platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, and many other listening platforms. And you could also watch... The podcast, yeah, the video format of this podcast is on YouTube. So if you also want to watch the podcast and not just listen to it, go and subscribe on YouTube. So subscribe to it on all those platforms if you want. Download the podcast, share it with your friends on social media, and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, welcome to BD4, episode 302. Um, again, just talking Yanks 2021-22 offseason with Greg from YCP. Um, again, this is like his fourth time on the show, so he's a friend of the show, and he's got his own show on Yankee Crazy Podcast, which is a fantastic show where he talks Yankees. Um, so, yeah, let's let's get to the, uh, let's head to break. And when we get back from our first plug, we're going to, you know, do the NYY, NYK question of the day. And then we'll get to the conversation that Greg and I had for about 40 minutes where we talk Yankees. All right. Let's head to our first break. Stay with us. Hey, guys. 
So I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch the podcast on YouTube are actually subscribed. So make sure the next time you go to BD4 on YouTube, if you feel like subscribing, do it. This way, it'll help the channel grow, reach out to more audiences, more Knicks fans out there, more Yankees fans out there, MMA fans, sports fans in general. Just whenever you watch BD4 on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to help us grow. So if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone. And I'm also on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is RJ Carbone. Instagram at Rob J Carbone. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcasts. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many, many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Sorry about that. All right. Um, so, yeah. Once again, guys, episode 302 of BD4, Yanks 2021-22 offseason talk with Greg from YCP. That's coming up in just a moment. But real quick, once again, guys, be sure to subscribe, follow on social media, RJ Carbone on Facebook and at Rob J. Carbone on Instagram. Um, let's get to the NYYNYK question of the day, and we'll get right to the conversation with Greg and I. So... Um, last time out, our NYYMYK question of the day for 301, it was a true or false. Patrick Ewing led, lead, uh, Patrick Ewing leads the Knicks all time in offensive rebounds. And the answer to that question was false. So if you got that right, congratulations. This episode, episode 302, our NYYMYK question of the day brought to you by Anchor. True or False. Babe Ruth hit his first career home run off the Yankees. Is that true or false? Babe Ruth hit his first career home run off the Yankees. So guys, let me know the answer on Facebook or Instagram. You can DM it to me anytime. Or once I publish you know, those promo clips to this podcast episode, you can comment on there and let me know the answer too. And if you get it correct, you get a shout out. So thank you for tuning in. Whoops, we're on the, we're on the wrong page. This is up 302 here. Um, only relevant if you're watching. Um, but yeah, thank you for uh, for tuning into the podcast, guys. I appreciate it. Um, once again, let's get right to it. Um, conversation with Greg and I. We talked Yankees, talked about their offseason and what to expect coming up into the regular season as we approach 
uh, pitchers and catchers in about a month. So hope you guys enjoy this episode, and I'll see you next time. Ciao. Hey, guys. I hope you're enjoying this episode. But first, I also want to let you know I have another blog. The blog I'm writing for is on ultimatesportsnetworks.com titled The Bomber Bocker Blog. If you want to go subscribe to this blog, you should do so using my promo code 6A2841ERJC. Using that, you'd get a discount $7.99 a month to get the best Knicks and Yankees opinionated content around. Once again, guys, the Bomber Bocker Blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com using promo code 6A2841ERJC, $7.99 a month. A custom wall tapestry is a surefire way to uplift any room's aesthetics with a personal touch. This 100% polyester wall tapestry comes with hemmed edges for extra durability while its mildew and water-resistant properties ensure years' worth of decorating bliss. The advanced tapestry printing techniques guarantee crisp detail even for the craziest of designs in any of the multiple size choices. You can select a size of 26 by 36 inches, 51 by 60, 68 by 80, and 88 by 104. These wall tapestries usually ship in 7 to 10 business days, and the price ranges from $24.99 to $69.99, all dependent on the size you select. The Bomber Bocker blog wall tapestries come in orange, gray, and black. But most importantly, be sure when purchasing a wall tapestry for the Bomber Bocker blog that you use promo code 6 a 2 841-ERJC 682-841-ERJC Just go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and click on the Shop MVP tab searching the Bomber Bocker blog and there you have it. Hey man, you hear me? Let's see if you can hear me. Um, you hear me? I can't hear you. Hold on, something's wrong. How about now? Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. How you doing, man? How you been? Great. Great. How about you? Good, man. I like your shirt. Oh, dude, these are awesome. I actually. Um, I won this. I won a contest from Subway Tile Shirts. First of all, I love those shirts. I don't know if you've seen me post about them, but yeah, it, they seriously like they're awesome shirts because I love this one because it's you know a nod to the Yankees, obviously. And yeah. then I have the other one that they sent me um, for River Street Yankee uh, Stadium address. And I gotta say, they are the best shirts I've ever owned. They're so soft. They're I just love them. 
Absolutely. Really, really cool company. That's what, where, what is it called? Subway Tile. Subway Tile. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. They've got, you would love to, they've got some um, MSG Knicks shirts. Oh yeah. Yeah. You should check them out. I got to check really, that out. Really Subway cool. Tile. Let me put that on my phone. Yeah. Subway Tile shirts. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. They, I guess they did this with an artist, um, combination of, of some artists uh, to obviously Bronx Bombers. So, yeah, right. Yeah, oh. really, really so you awesome. You did that for Christmas, you bought it or something? Or you want it? No, I actually, you know, what's really funny is I got one for our producer Mario for his birthday. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I, I, I got it. And I'm like, oh, I really want one of these. I'm going to buy one. And then they were running this contest on Instagram that you had to identify like every day they were giving away a t-shirt and one more. And I usually go on Instagram and there's usually always winners. And one morning I go on Instagram and I see it and I'm like, wow, no one's put in. And I actually knew what stop it was. So I put it in and um, I got, I, I won the shirt and I'm like, oh, I need the bronze yeah. bomber shirt. <laughs> That's cool. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on first off. Yeah, absolutely. How was your new year? Good. New year, new me, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we always get about that one. That's funny. But um, yeah, good, good new year. Um, pretty, um, you know, just just mellow here at my house. We uh, yeah. we had some fun. How about you? Same old, nothing different. Yeah. Keep pushing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I wish it was like there was more going on with baseball, but obviously the lockout. Did I hear? I heard a rumor. Is it over or no? Or is that just? Oh, I, I did not hear anything about that. The Most last of it, that I was heard, on Instagram. I don't know if it was true or not. Oh, I, I'd be kind of shocked because the last I heard, they like no one, no, neither side has done anything supposedly. So okay, I would be I really shocked because um, that was only like a couple of days ago. But okay, I don't, yeah. know. I don't think so then. That sucks. It's always so slow. I, I've had a feeling it was coming because like the last four or five years, the all seasons have been very slow. Nothing really happens until like later. So I had a yeah. feeling it was coming. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, right. um, you know, a lot of people have said it's, you know, the last one was five years ago and that one like came down to like really close. I can't even remember that one, but um, it's like, you've had five years to work on this. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you know, it, it happens a month you know, you're coming down to a month, almost a month till pitchers and catchers show up. It's it's just stupid on yeah. both parts. I'm still excited. I, that's crazy that you just said that. It just hit me. We're about a month away from pitchers and catchers. Yeah, that's insane. Right? To me. I think it's I think it's February 14th. Um, yeah, because yeah, I don't even know. I think my, my aunt texted me the other day saying right. pitchers and catchers February 14th. So it's like, you know, what are we on this? Yeah. What's today? The 8th, I think? No, 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 we're on the 10th. Today's, no, today's the 8th. You're jumping ahead. Today's the 8th. You sure about that? Yeah, yeah. My phone says it right You're Right, all right. <laughs> Don't scare me now, man. I'm taking it day by day here. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but there, there's literally nothing. I mean, other than, like, Eric Chavez going to the Mets, that's really been it. Yeah, the big news. Eric Chavez leaves the Yankees as the yeah. third assistant hitting coach yeah, man, what the hell <laughs> was that? and it's a steal <laughs> yeah hey man whatever um but like even before the lockout it felt like everybody else 
but us was doing things like the Mets, Mets Inc. Scherzer for three years. Um, they went out and got Showalter, the largest investment in history for a manager in Mets history. Um, you know, Texas, they got Seeger and I think the other shortstop, oh, yeah. Simeon. Um, they got Simeon, yeah. Yeah, and then Detroit took Javi Baez. Yeah. Um, Houston, I think yeah. they brought back Verlander for a couple years. So that happened. Boston added some rotation depth. So it's like the Yankees, other than, you know, giving Gary another $8 million and then bringing back Boone, they didn't do much yet. So... Yeah, the rumor was that they were going to wait until after the CBA got uh, settled to see, you know, it's probably just an excuse (laughs) by them. But, you know, they were saying they're going to wait and see if the the luxury tax number goes up and if they're going to spend. I think it's I think that's I don't know how truthful it is. I think they just don't want to spend. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think they're going to empty their wallets or no? I don't know. I have, you know, earlier I was, you know, I've gone back and forth on this. I think like when we've talked just like you, where it's like, you know, talk of Correa and then, oh, they're never going to get Correa. But now that it's, now that all those people came off the board and it's basically um, the two top ones, Trevor Story and Correa, I think Yankees might come back with a big splash and get Correa. Um, Yeah. You know, I, 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 I didn't think that in like November, but now I'm kind of like thinking they're going to do it. You know, they've kind of talked a lot about leading up to this that, you know, oh, the cheating has nothing to do with anything and we're fine with everything he's done or whatever they said. But (laughs) I, you know, man, it it took me a few minutes, uh, a few like weeks or months to get used to the fact that we might go after him. Um, I'm all for it now. I'm kind of just, as much as it hurts to say, I don't care anymore. I just want to be evil. I want to win and I want everybody to hate us again. I'm just tired of not having enough. And if, if that's what it's going to come to, and it's a position we need, let's be honest, I'll do it. You know, I don't know how, I don't know. It's tough because you have like the whole thing with Judge. He's obviously not very friendly with them. But I feel like those things we can get over if it happens. Um, But it's hard because in the back of my mind, the Yankees aren't just a random team to the Astros. These two teams have history, you know, so it's not like Correa is just, you know, some guy who cheated. No, he cheated playing us in game seven of that championship series. So it's hard to put it aside. But if I'm talking straight up winning, I don't care. Yeah, it's it's tricky. It's a tricky situation because, you know, he's so hated and it's not like, you know, steroids being cheating, um, which is a form of cheating, but their cheating was like so much worse to me than uh, than the whole steroid era and all of that. So it's it's tough. But when you say who is the best shortstop out there right now that you need to go for? Unfortunately, his it's, it's him, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I would, you know, there's a lot of people out there saying, oh, Yankees get Correa. I'm never watching Yankees again and all that. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be super happy with him as shortstop as the, the person that he is. But 
I'm not going to stop watching the Yankees. I'm going to, I'm eventually going to root for him because what am I going to do? I'm not going to like not watch, you know? Yeah. People say that a lot, but you know, at the end of the day, you say this too a lot. You're a fan of the, of the front of the Jersey, not the back. Yeah. Right. If he's going to come in here and produce and try to help us win, then so be it. Um, I don't know. You know, we're far from that right now. We don't know if that's going to happen, but it's just, you know, just, I felt, I felt like I had to break the ice with that because that's a controversial topic right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a good one. I like that. I've heard, you know, I've heard the, yeah. the, uh, the phrase root for the, uh, root for the laundry or root for the uniform, yeah. but I like yours root for yeah. the front of the jersey, not the yeah. back. That's a yeah. good one. So we'll see there. Um, but you know, if you go around the infield, the outfield, go around the diamond with this team, we have some positions to fill other than shortstop too. Um, you know, first base is, is a, question mark right now are we going Voight are we bringing back Rizzo Um, are we going to try DJ there for a full season what do you think is up there with first base yeah I was hopeful that it was going to be they were going to trade for Olsen and bring him in here I don't know a ton about him but from what I do he's young uh, good defense you know good bat Um, I would love to see him uh, as long as the Yankees don't have to give up any really major pieces, although they probably have to. You got, you know, obviously, you got to give to get. Um, I wouldn't mind Rizzo coming back. I really like Rizzo. I love his defense. Uh, Void, I like. I, I, I like Void, but the defense isn't there. And I always have thought that first base, a really important position to have a great defensive first baseman there. Um, DJ, I love DJ, but I like him at second, actually. I would love to see DJ just go back to second, uh, take labor and make him just a, a, a bench utility guy. Um, you know, the, that's, that's my thoughts on first base. Yeah, it's I, – um, I heard the Olsen thing, and I know Oakland uh, – who was it? It might have been Rosenthal or, or – no, uh, the other dude said it, um, Jeff Passan said mm-hmm. that Oakland plans on, like, fire sailing. So if that's true, Olsen's definitely an option. Um, now he brings a lot of the things that we need, lefty power and fills yeah. in that defensive need at first. The thing with me is is you've already got a lot. Like, he strikes out a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Now, this season he did reduce that a bit, but he does have a track record of striking out a lot. And mm-hmm. I don't – you know me, I don't love that it's yeah he's a good player I would prefer I, I really do like Rizzo um but I don't know you know we heard about Cashman there's that rumor that Cashman didn't want to bring him back I don't know how solid that rumor is but I would prefer bringing him yeah. back or I don't know I'm just you know I just don't like those high strikeout guys Olsen's not true true my preference yeah and Rizzo you know a uh, great thing about Rizzo being a great clubhouse veteran guy um, and he puts the ball in play. You know, when he came to the Yankees in July, you know, he really brought that to the team. And I felt like it actually rubbed off on some guys, like put the ball in place, see what happens. And, you know, I know all people will argue analytics and say, oh, well, the strikeouts, look at the strikeouts, look at Tampa Bay. They, I think, led the league in, in strikeouts and how far they went. But I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm just a little more old school where – I want to see the ball put in play, you know, and and it makes things happen, I think, especially come playoff time. 
it's you know man i hate when people like completely ignore the fact that like putting the bat on the ball matters like it you don't have you even have to be old school to 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 know that right you just want to balance a little bit of a balance um have a good rotation have power but have that you know hitting ability too um Mm -hmm. and it's like if the yankees you know if they had a lights out starting rotation then i'd be okay with the strikeouts and everything because the pitching would carry them but Mm -hmm. you go you go to that side of the diamond and it's like our rotation ain't that great either there's a lot of questions there yeah um you know cole there's the question how is he going to do without the substance um right how's severino going to do on a three-year layoff you know and then everybody behind you really don't know who's going to play what role yeah the rotation there's so many question marks and it's you know (laughs) it's like every year for the past x amount of years we've been saying that and you know, who do you have back there? You've got Tyone coming back from an injury. Um, Herman is sticking around somewhere. Um, let's see. We got rid of Heaney, thankfully. Oh, Nestor. Nestor Cortez. And, you know, hopefully he takes a, a, another step forward. He was pretty solid last Good. year and, and had his moments. He was our best pitcher um, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know. It's, it's, you know, they, they talk about getting, you know, all these guys, uh, position players, but you know, there's no talk of pitching from what I've heard. And, and, you know, there was the, the, you know, they were supposedly in on Verlander, um, which he's still a question mark, whether he's going to come back and, and be dominant or even just solid. And then, you know, when the Mets get Scherzer for, way too much money i know that the yankees yeah. would would not have spent on him but besides that you know not from i'm not even sure what other free agents are available pitching wise and having to make trades is looks like the only option to really try and solidify that yeah i was just gonna say i don't even know who's available in the market um free agency wise i, I don't i have no idea i don't think it's too much out there um they're gonna have to make a move that's the thing. We do have some prospects coming up, um, but a lot of times you never know with these guys. So yeah. my, you know, philosophy, I guess, is to trade them while you can, you know, while their value is high and while they have some hype. Yeah. Especially if yeah. you're a team like the Yankees and you're trying to go for it right now. Um, yeah. If we can make a trade, you know, get some of these guys out and bring some talent in um, for yeah. it. Absolutely, because a lot of the prospects who the Yankees have had have not really done that well. You look at, um, oh, the other guy's Monty in the rotation. And Monty, you keep waiting for him to take that next step. Yeah. He's not really doing it. He's, he's up and down. I don't really trust him. But you had um, uh, uh, Garcia, Davey Garcia. He took a big step back in the minors even from, you know, what yeah. he read last year. And then there is Heel, who has had his moments pretty good. Um, and then who's the other guy? Clark Schmidt, who yeah, Schmidt. I don't know. He has not impressed me too much. So it's like, you know, you're, you're, you bring these guys up and, you know, it's, oh, great. These guys are going to be awesome. They're going to be amazing. But nobody's, nobody's panning out. And I agree with you. It, <clears throat> take these guys while they have value and trade them. And, you know, if they do hit in another um, city and do really well, 
you got to say, you know, oh, well, you got to take a chance. You can't just keep waiting for the next Andy Pettit to come through yeah. your system. Yeah, that's the thing, dude, because we did the same thing with, you know, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, Chance Adams and yeah. uh, that Sheffield kid. There was so much hype between those two coming yeah. up and dominating. Yeah. But, you know, I don't even know if they're in the league anymore. I mean, Sheffield is maybe with Seattle. Adams, last time I checked, he was with Kansas City with a six ERA or something like, I mean, so I, you know, it's very tricky with those guys. So yeah, man, if you can get something for these prospects and also get Herman out of here, I'm I'm done with that guy too. include him in some deal, bring in another top number two. Maybe if we can, I don't know, do it. Um, But yeah, the rotation needs some help. The lineup needs some help. The bullpen even doesn't look that great to me. Um, what do you think about the pen? I mean, I know there are a couple of guys, maybe Holmes can, can do what he did again, but um, I, Green, yeah, Green's okay, but you know, there's not really any dominance from the pen either. Right, right. A lot of up and down. I think um, Lois Saiga um, had yes. his moment last year. Um, I really like him. I, you know, Chapman, I don't trust. I actually thought Chapman's last year. I thought he was becoming yeah. a free agent, but yeah, we, I forgot that he, um, I think they they added another year or whatever it was. Yeah, but he's here for he's I back. Think two more. Yeah, don't trust him. But I could see him being more like a you know put him in like seventh eighth and maybe groom Lois Saiga to take over. Yeah. Um, or um, who was that other guy you mentioned that they traded for and did well? Um, hey, Holmes. Holmes. Yeah, he was he was really good. I would. I would maybe start the season, um, start spring training with a little competition for closer between Holmes and Lois Saiga and see who it is because, yeah. like I said, Chapman, he can't, he can't be closing anymore. Oh, dude, but I... Maybe he can help these guys out in this last year and be like a, a seventh, eighth inning guy instead of the ninth. And then, yeah, Chad Green, you know, little, little too um, inconsistent last year. Um, I still like him, but – you know, not really the high leverage guy he was. Maybe, you know, who knows? I think he's still relatively young, so maybe he can make a little comeback. Um, besides that, I'm trying to think, I can't even remember who else we have in that pen. Um, but yeah, it needs work. Darren O'Day left, which he picked oh, yeah. an inning in a third, maybe yeah. last year. <laughs> um and then Zach Britton injured, right? He's done. Yeah. And then he becomes a free agent um, after this year. So he's just, he's just lost. Um, yeah, they need, they need some help. They got to like go out and get some guys. I think um, I would be interested in trying to see what the price would be for Josh Hader in Milwaukee. Yeah. He's a big lefty. He's got a power slider. Um, he throws hard. I think he's a good option. So if we could package something for him, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, but yeah, yeah. there was a rumor, wasn't it? I think there was a rumor last year that the Yankees were trying to get him at the deadline, maybe, or, yeah, or always... but yeah, he's, he's still performing really well. Um, you know, obviously AL East is a question mark for anybody coming from the NL. Um, but he seems to be like, he could do really well. I would, I would like that. Yeah. Um, I want to go to the outfield real quick. Um, because Obviously, Aaron Judge has proven himself that he um, he was outstanding last season. He was, you know, one of the only yeah. consistent guys who both stayed healthy and produced from yeah. day one to day one sixty two. Um, 
Stanton, even, you know, I got to give him credit. He had a good year. He's yeah. healthy relatively and he produced. Um, but, you know, you're, you're getting, there's still some holes there. Um, center field, left field. What do you think we're doing there? Clint Frazier's gone. Um, what do you think we're, you know, so who is, who is, who is even the outfield right now between judge and right? I guess we're going Hicks back in center. And then who's in left field? I don't even know. <laughs> Gallo. Well, you know, oh, Gallo. Gallo. That's right. Gallo still here. Last year, you know, Gallo winning the uh, gold glove last year um, for right field, which is really funny because of, um, you know, Judge being there and, you know, Judge getting robbed. I think he should have won a gold glove last year. That's, that's really ridiculous. But, um, you know, some people talk about putting Gallo in center field because he's really athletic guy. Um, I wouldn't mind that. You know, some people talk about Judge being in center field. Um, although, you know, who knows? Maybe that's a little too much for him because of the whole um, – <laughs> I laugh about a few years ago when they had that whole like um, big guys in cleats standing around and they yeah. talked about Judge and Stanton, how like, what, you can't do that? <laughs> so maybe that's a little too much wear and tear on him being in center field. Um, but I would, I would love to see Gallo over there, Judge and right, Gallo, Stanton, proved that he was serviceable in left field. Um, so put him out there for a little bit. Um, you know, Hicks, I think Hicks has great potential, but I just, I don't think he's going to put together a full season. I'd be shocked if he does with all his injuries. Um, he can be really, really great player, um, but hasn't put it together. Um, and then there's a talk of that Japanese player, which I won't even try to pronounce his name. So I don't even know. It begins with an S. Um, talk of Yankees getting him, which I really have no idea about him, but he's supposedly uh, a good player. Um, you know, no, I'm guessing this year there, we're not going to see Brett Gardner back. I love Brett Gardner. love what he's yeah. done, but uh, you know, it's, it's for him to each year come on. Hold on. I lost you. One sec. We love Guardian, what he's done, but I think his time has come to an end. Um, but I don't know who's like who's in the um, the minors. Uh, you know, there's got to be some outfielders in there. I know Jason Dominguez is like what he's only like 17 now, so he needs some more time. But you'd think that the Yankees would have somebody in the outfield to like come up and at least be a utility guy. Um, if Stanton, if that order of Stanton. Um, Gallo and Judge can stay healthy and, and be their outfield. And like I said, maybe platoon um, uh, Stanton as DH and left fielder, uh, but you got to get another guy in there. Um, that's a good outfield. If those guys stay healthy, that's a great out, outfield. Do you think that Joey Gallo is going to perform better than what he did when he came to the Yankees? Um, definitely, definitely disappointing in some really big spots. Um, especially in the playoffs. I, I don't, you know, did he bat fourth in the playoffs? That was, I think, the, a really big mistake. After what he was doing, I would have put him seventh yeah. <laughs> where there's no pressure. But yeah, outfield on paper looks really good, but you need some backups. Yeah, uh, you make a good point with Hicks. Uh, he's talented. There's a lot of talent there. He's a switch hitting bat um, with power. And decent contact skills, but I just, he can't stay healthy enough to be a number one option in center field. 
I think we have yeah. to move. I would yeah. move him to the bench. I think he's a good player off the bench. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, there's also the kid in the minors, uh, Florial. You know, Florial's a center oh, fielder right. in the minors. Yeah. So that's maybe right. he gets a bigger shot now. Um, he's also a lefty. He kind of reminds me of like a Granderson type, a little more athletic, but like mm -hmm. lefty pop strikes out a lot, but he'll, you know, he'll give you production in, in the outfield. Yeah. Um, I liked him when he came up. You know, there was a lot of like, he started off as like one of those really high prospects. And then from what I read, people started getting a little bit down on him. But when he came up with the, you know, with the big club, he, he performed pretty well. I was like, wow, this is pretty solid. You know, could see him uh, being a contributor. Maybe, you know, maybe he grows into and gets better to be a starter in a year or two. Who knows? But, um, yeah, he could be definitely one of the backup outfielders. And get maybe not backup, but, you know, get some more playing time. Maybe he – maybe you slot him into center with Gallo and they switch back and forth. You know, Gallo goes back to left sometimes. And when Stanton's in the um, in left field, you switch Gallo over to center. Maybe, you know, maybe something like that works for them. Yeah, I think so. Do you think LeMahieu has a bounce back? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm expecting. I think DJ's going to have a really big bounce back year. Um, you know, I joked to you about this was the first year that – uh, he had a newborn, his wife had a baby in the off season. So, you know, I know I was uh, kidding around saying, you know, DJ comes home from the game and <laughs> the wife's there going here. Yeah. You're up tonight with the baby. But between that, you know, because that is an adjustment, I got to say, newborn baby in, in the household. You know, I'm sure he's got nannies and all that, but it's still an adjustment. And the other thing is, you know, who knows, who knows if he was hurt, you know, that, you know, that's that sports hernia that he had, you know, what if that was really something plaguing him? And he's the type of guy who I feel is like Derek Jeter, where he's not coming out of the lineup. He's not saying, oh, you know, I've got my, I stubbed my pinky. I can't play today. You know, he's going to be out there no matter what I think. And I think he was playing with that a lot longer than anybody knew so i think dj has a bounce back year i love dj so i'm i'm really rooting for him and i hope he comes back really strong because i know a lot of people were down on him going you know he signs this big contract and now he's ter terrible you know and meanwhile he still hit he hovered at 270 you know yeah, he was, he was, you know he wasn't he terrible before but yeah not horrible so i i think dj's back in 2022 how about Torres or Sanchez? Do you think either of them can do something this year? <laughs> I think uh, what I think what Gary can do is um, bring the Gatorade from the clubhouse to the dugout. I think that's something he can contribute. Um, but seriously, I have been down on Sanchez uh, for a long time now. I've been calling it the. Gary Sanchez experiment for at least two years and have said that that needs to end. Um, I know people throw the statistics together that he's a much better hitter than, you know, so much of the, the large percentages of the, of the league, but you know, the defense is horrible. You need a good defensive catcher, you know, the offense, you know, he had that really big month in May of last year, maybe. Um, 
And I feel like that's where he got all these supposedly good statistics that yeah. people want to point to last year. He had a monster early part of the season. Um, it's when the that article came out where they said, um, where he said, oh, I was really sad that the player, that the fans were booing me. I really need their support and all that. And it's like, you know, uh, that was it. That was like a little blip of his season where he did really well. You know, he had a couple of maybe, you know, big home runs for them, but you know, that's where those stats came from, in my opinion. I would love someone to break it down and really see. But all those costly errors that he had, and, you know, you look at, um, I, I, you know, you can't really look at a whole season and be like, uh, I do, but you shouldn't say, oh, if they only won that one game, they would have had the wild card at Yankee Stadium. And who knows if that even makes a difference. I think it'll make a little bit of a difference. But think of all the games Gary Sanchez lost for them because of his defense. You know, I just, they, you got to get rid of him. I wish they would have released him, but I understand that he does have some value in the league. I hope that they're going to trade him for some somebody, something. You know, if all these other teams look at the statistics and say, all right, you know, he's an, an above-average offensive catcher and maybe we can fix his defense, great, trade him. Get him out of here. I will take, I don't know. I know Higashioka is not a full-time starter, but if it was him and someone else, maybe I could wrap my head around that. Um, Glaber, uh, you know, it's, it's really sad to see how much Glaber recessed from, um, re I'm sorry, regressed from two years ago. And, you know, if you want to give 2020 season as, you know, uh, uh, a mulligan, let's say for him, um, he still regressed last year and maybe it was the transferring over to shortstop and not used to it, but I don't know. I think, I think there's only so much you can say with that where his offense uh, struggled. I think, you know, he's still pretty young. So I think you keep him and you keep him as a, as a utility player and you get him in there a couple of games a week. Um, but I, I see him as a bench player right now. Who knows? Maybe he can. Um, maybe he can find his swing and uh, and perform better. But disappointment. Disappointments on both. You know. Obviously, I'm rooting for both of those guys, but I'm I'm I, I don't have high expectations. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, man. Um, especially with Gary. You know, you you'll tell you a lot. You'll hear a lot of these people talk about his statistics, but. You're right. You know, one really good stretch can kind of pad, pad the rest of your numbers <clears throat> and make it look a lot better than it is. You know, it inflates everything else. And he's that kind of hitter. But he'll have a good stretch yeah. for a week or so. Yeah. And then he'll go back for the next two weeks and hit under 200. And then he'll have another good stretch, but it's just not consistent. Um, and then when you take into account that with his defense, which is below average, it's hard to, you know, to really support him. Um, I think he's a, like, you're right. Like he's got a lot of power and, you know, compared to a lot of other catchers, he's a powerful hitter. But I think when you put him on the Yankees and notice the flaws we have, it's just one too many of those kind of hitters. You know, if he was in another situation, I feel like he'd be more productive towards winning, but putting him on the Yankees where we already have a lot of those strikeout prone swing and miss guys it's different and you know maybe it'll help if we can you know because the dh is now in the national league so that maybe opens up some more opportunities to trade yeah. them but um 
Yeah, I don't know with him. And as for Torres, I still think there's talent there. Um, we saw it not too long ago in his rookie year um, and his sophomore season. But I think he's kind of falling in the same trap where he's just trying to hit too much home runs. You know, I don't even think he expected to hit 38 a couple of years ago. And that kind of got to his head a bit. And then his defense, obviously, he's in his head a lot. So it's confusing with those two. But I'm kind of done with Gary. Torres, there might be something left there. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, I think I think Glaber hit half those home runs off the Orioles, too, that year <laughs> when he used to destroy them. And, you know, if the Yankees had um, – if they didn't have Stanton – uh, or, or fully stock the DH, you know, maybe Gary Sanchez is, becomes their DH. Um, but like you said, with the National League going to get it, um, it is a good, you know, maybe, maybe that's all he has to do. Maybe, maybe catching is too much for him to think about, and he just needs to focus on hitting. And um, that, would, that would really open up some opportunities for some trades with the, for the Yankees. Yeah, we'll see. Um, before we go, one last thing I want to get your take on. Aaron Boone extender for three more years, I think it was. Um, but here's the thing to me, because, you know, so they fire everybody else. And we may have talked about this through text before, but they fire everybody else around him. And their reasoning, their reasoning was they want to bring in other assistant coaches who can help Boone motivate the players. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, you know, if, if you need other guys to come in to help the manager manage, <laughs> isn't that isn't that kind of a bad thing for the manager? Yeah, isn't that the job? <laughs> isn't that fall under uh, the job uh, specifications? But yeah, I, you know, it's like we like we had spoken about. You look at each year, and he got worse yeah. <laughs> as it went on. And you know, he didn't even. You know, there were points where he didn't even have that fire of, like, the savages in the box whole thing that he had. And that, at least, was awesome. I loved I loved it. It showed some spirit. And last year, I think it was last year, I know I have talked about this a lot. There was one game where there's a bad call, and Phil Nevin came out. Right. And was yelling with the, with the umpires, and Boone didn't even do anything. And Judge came out in the press, you know, when he was interviewed and asked, and he goes, oh, yeah, you love it when a guy has your back and comes out and do and does that. And I thought that was one of the, you know, backhanded um, uh, things against Boone, you know, saying, saying something like that, but not saying it fully that you're unhappy with Boone, that he didn't go out there and do that. And, you know, it's kind of shocking. You know, that is the manager's hard to do like you've got to go out there and get yourself thrown out um I was shocked by that um you know between that and you know just his his I don't know it seems like a, a just a complete I don't know even his regression and I think he had a, he's had a regression through the years and then you turn around and you say all right, well, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take you back. You know, you're 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 getting worse as you go on. You're failing at your job, but you know what? We're gonna give you another shot and give you four years. Right? It's four years, right? Or is it three? Three years with a four year option. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, you know, real not not great. I, I did not like it. I um I think Aaron Boone is 
a really nice guy. <laughs> he might know baseball really well, but he is challenged at the managing position. And, and like you said, to bring in guys to motivate people, like it, it, I want a manager who's going to be the motivator. I don't want a manager who is just going to sit back and, and, and just be blasé and, and <laughs> not be in there talking to these guys. And, you know, you don't have to be a hard ass and like no. go in there and yell and, you know, start throwing bats around, but, you know, take more leadership. He, he just, he's, he's not a leader in my opinion. And, um, you know, obviously he's another guy, you know, I bash all these guys. I'm still rooting for them. Obviously yeah, yeah. I want to see a, a championship, but just, just disappointing. Just, um, you know, uh, and, you know, we talked about Buck Showalter and originally I was like, oh, you know, Buck Showalter, he probably doesn't want to do the managing grind. He's got like a nice gig with the Yes Network. And then all of a sudden he's with the Mets and it's like, wow, he, <laughs> he did want to go back to managing. And, um, it's, I think that was a missed opportunity by the Yankees. Um, you know, some people are up and down on his managing, but, you know, he gets, I feel like when he goes to a team, he gets results really fast. You know, maybe the players over time with Joe Walter, you know, start to, you know, as they say, the message gets lost on them from him. Um, but I think he could have really turned things around um, to make them a better team you know, not turn around because they still did make the playoffs, even though they limped into it. But I, I think, you know, talk about a motivator. I think he would have been a great motivator um, or even, even bench coach, throw him a boatload of money to just right. sit next to Boone and say, okay, let's do this. Let's do that. You know, you look at uh, the great Yankee years of Joe Torrey having Don Zimmer next to him, you know, there's two guys with a lot of managing experience you know, put Buck Showalter in there and uh, to help him out. But obviously that ship is passed and uh, we'll, we'll get to see what Showalter does with the Mets. But yeah, disappointed. Definitely disappointed that Aaron Boone is back. But who knows? Maybe he'll surprise us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, getting you know, three or four other coaches in here but keeping it, it's like patchwork, like what they do with the rotation. It's, it's literally patchwork with managing and everything. And that's what they, yeah. that's how they build their roster. It's all patchwork. It feels like, um, but we'll see. Um, I don't know the rules for the lockout. Like is Cashman allowed to keep in contact with other GMs and like set things up for when it ends? I don't know the rules, but. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a good question. I suppose I would imagine he is allowed to do that because like, how do you it, monitor, monitor texting and stuff? Yeah, you know, I, I, think that, I think that's legal because it's basically, at this point, ownerships versus the players in this situation. So those two can't go and talk to each other. But I would imagine he is staying active in that and that it's legal, you know? Yeah. All right, man. We'll see. I, All right. Yes. Prediction for, for where we're going to land on the standings this year. Oh, all right, let's see. Predictions. Yankees will be the first wild card this year is what I'm going to say. And that's a little bit, I, you know, I want to say second again because um, I'm, I'm not so big on where the whole lineup and rotation stands right now. But I am going to have faith in them that they are going to do some, make some moves and – make this a better team than where they are right now. And 
it's going to be another ALEs battle. But I think I'm going to say they make the first wild card spot and they win the game and they go into the second round. And from there, who knows what happens? <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Because the, the days of like expecting us to just walk the East are kind of over. Because you look at Toronto, they've got a lot of young talent. Boston, yeah. they're still relevant. Um, and then uh, Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. So, yeah, I, I think you're about right. But um, thanks, man, for coming on. I appreciate you coming back. Yeah, anytime, Rob. Always great to talk to you. But, All right, uh, dude, thank you. All right, man. All right, guys. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. Again, episode 302, that was, with Greg from Yankee Crazy Podcast and I just talking about the Yankee offseason and what's to come and all that fun stuff. So hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to leave a like if you're on YouTube or um, you can share this podcast and download it if you're on any of the listening platforms and all the rest of that stuff. So thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you all stopping by. Episode 302 of BD4. No better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. It's in the books. So that's it. I'll see you in 303, which should be out Monday, Tuesday, the latest, when we're back talking Knicks. And we should also, we will most likely have a guest or two on the show for that episode as well. Uh, we'll probably talk some MMA with a couple of my buddies. So look forward to that. But 302 in the books. Hope you enjoyed the conversation that Greg and I had. And again, go check out Yankee Crazy Podcast. It's a great show if you haven't yet. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. And that's all we've got. All right. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm 